This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. He loops out the left field. Going to be a tough play. Jeter on the run. Makes the play. Oh. Flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. There it goes. Deep to left. Really deep. See ya. Oh, my goodness. What a shot by Aaron Judge. Oh, way back. Left field. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? home run to the back end of the grandstand in left field. The Sanchino. No, that Gary is scary. Ball game over. Yankees win. Ah! Yankees win. Not bad. You know, it was not bad at all. A good first series for the Yankees of the season. You know, it was exactly as expected. Um, you know, 260 something day layoff, um, you know, not in rhythm yet, no crowd to really motivate you, you know, you you don't get motivated or anything. So it was expected to, it was a solid two out of three, um, for the Yankees to take down the reigning champs. Uh, what's going on, guys? Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of the podcast of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Uh, hope everybody is doing all right. Episode 143 of the podcast tonight. But yes, you know, I thought this was a series that, you know, it wasn't always pretty. Um, You know, the last couple of games weren't... Um weren't the sharpest for the Yankees. There were some sloppy plays um, and, you know, some lazy at-bats, I guess you could say, too. But, again, you look at it, you you take down the defending champions um, two games out of three, and uh, you take it. You take it as a victory. You take it. Game one, it was uh, obviously that rain-shortened game where the Yankees took the uh, victory 4-1. to one. It was Rain and uh, Dr. Fauci throwing out that first pitch, um, <laughs> which, which, uh, oh boy, 50 cents later, we began the game. So um, the first pitch was funny, uh, but no, it was a good game. That first game was, it was Cole versus Scherzer, right? Perfect way to open up baseball for the season, you know, to have the New York Yankees versus the Washington Nationals of D.C., Right, a very American way to to start up, um, you know, to break this whole halt in sports that we had, at least with the major sports. So, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, they went at it for a bit, and Garrett Cole got the best of them. Um, the Yankees made Max Scherzer work. You know, they didn't pound him; they weren't expected to pound him. You know, he did strike them out eleven times, I think, but they did make him work. I think in that first pitch, uh, I'm sorry, that first inning. Max Scherzer had to work 22 pitches just that first inning alone. And, you know, the Yankees did some damage right away. Aaron Judge batting second, 
um, smacked a single to start the train. And then a couple of at-bats later, it was Giancarlo Stanton, who had a really strong series, um, started his season off with the bang, hitting a big, long home run um, to put the Yankees up early. It was a 2 nothing lead. And I think later, Aaron Judge got a second hit of the game, a big RBI double to make it 3-1. to Um so the Yankee offense did fine enough. You know, they didn't make the most of contact and something that's, you know, always going to be on my nerves. And I guess we'll touch on that in a bit. But on the other hand, Garrett Cole looked sharp, man. He looked pretty good too. All right. So I can't complain on, on Garrett Cole's part either. Now, um, again, he probably could have went six or seven innings rather if the rain didn't stop the game. No, he tossed five innings. Um, He only threw 75 pitches. So um, I think Aaron Boone said they're going to start him out with 100. So he probably could have at least pitched into the seventh had he kept going without the rain. Obviously, if the rain didn't stop. Um, So he he, regardless, though, he pitched a hell of a game, you know, Uh, three base runners, just one hit, which was um, that that one solo shot he allowed. Um, I forget who hit the ball, who I don't. Uh, it's yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. It's hard to remember, but it was it. It was just a little, you know, right field bloop home run. That that was about it, though. I mean, Scherzer and uh, I'm sorry, Cole was uh, he worked a good game though. He still struck out five batters. He you know again limited the base runners and throwing hard, pretty much in control. Um, and he you know this guy's intense. You know, you just, you watch this guy on the mound and you know, you're going to like him. He looks like he's so tough on himself. He looks like he just wants to master his craft. He's a guy who doesn't fuck around. He's a guy who goes up there, does his job, walks off the mound, innings over. He comes back on the mound, does his job again, rinse, repeat. He just, he looks like a straight up baseball pitcher. He wants to pitch well. He wants to win. And, you know, this is a guy who's experienced um, the big stage before pitching in big games with the Houston Astros. So, uh, listen, I I like this guy a lot, and I think Yankees fans are going to love this guy. Um, Of course, he's not going to be perfect always, but, you know, he's going to have his his off nights um, like everybody. But being, in my opinion, being the best pitcher in baseball, um, you're not going to get many off nights if we get what we've been seeing the last couple of years from Garrett Cole, which is a 20 and five pitcher with a 250 ERA and who can strike out a whole lot of batters. <laughs> so yeah, he, he looked sharp. Judge and Stanton looked sharp and, and that really continued in game two um, for, for Giancarlo Stanton who hit another home run, his second of the season in game two. Um, the Yankees did lose that game though. Um, Steven Strasburg was a late scratch, which I don't know about you guys, but when I heard that, I was kind of frustrated um, because the Yankees never do well against random journeyman pitchers, you know, who are fill-ins. They never do well against those guys you never hear of. Um, or at least it feels like that, you know. It feels like that. But um, it's probably, you know, if you look at the statistics, I'm sure I'm completely wrong, but it feels like... You know, those journeymen always get the best of them. But some guy named, I don't know, something Fetty, um, you know, 
shut him down for four innings, allowed just one earned run. <laughs> you know, it was it was a, a rough game to lose two to nine like that, but Giancarlo Stanton did stay hot. He looks a little different. He looks like he's more comfortable out um, out there. I don't know if it's, you know, it's probably too early to really make that assumption, but he looks like he's ready. Um, some people are saying he looks a little leaner. Looks like he's cut some weight. Uh, but, you know, my hope is that he stays healthy and can mash baseballs because that's why the Yankees got him. Now, the plate discipline is something I'm always getting on him with. Um, and he did strike out three times today. But we'll get to that. Again, we're going to get to, you know, my take on this whole offense in a little bit. Um, but game two was uh, James Paxton on the other end for the Yankees. And, you know, real briefly, it, it wasn't good. Paxton was not sharp. Um, went just one plus innings. You know, he was yanked in the second inning after failing to record an out. He allowed the first five batters to reach base. And before you knew it, I think it was about four, three or four runs next to his name. And it was just an ugly game for Paxton. He had no control. He had no velocity, which was a little concerning to me. But it is his first outing of the season. Um, and we did have a short spring training. So, you know, maybe that, that'll come eventually. But only throwing around 92, usually around 95. Yeah, it, uh, it was a bad start for him. So we'll have to see what he does next time out. Um, but it was Starling Castro who had a big triple. Um, but it was also Victor Robles who had, I think he had fucking three hits, a couple extra base hits, may have even hit a home run. I've got terrible short-term memory, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty much a blowout, two to nine. Game two did not look good, but the Yankees did ba- uh, bounce back a little here in game three this afternoon. Um, as I'm recording, it's Sunday night, so I'll probably publish it sometime Sunday night as well. Um, if not, I will have it out by Monday morning, early, early Monday morning. Um, but game three, the Yankees won three to two against the Nats, uh, finishing the series with a victory. Uh, Johnny Lasagna took the mound, which I was hoping that we would see Jordan Montgomery, but I don't know. Aaron Boone went with Lasagna and, um, only allowed him to throw three innings. Uh... He did well for three innings. You know, he, he only allowed that one home run. Um, and the bullpen, Aaron Boone kind of went with a couple of punt guys. Um, it was Lasagna, and then it went to David Hale. David Hale pitched a few innings, and then he went with his big arms. And fortunately, by the time I think the seventh, eight, uh, seventh inning reached, the Yankee bats kind of found their rhythm. You know, Glaber Torres eventually ended up with three hits. He had a big home run to spark the Yankees. Um, Luke Voigt in the same inning that Torres hit a home run. He also went deep. Um, and then Torres would later drive in another run with a, an RBI single to left center. Um, it was good to see Glaber Torres get his back on. We need him. You know, he finally showed up. Um, same with Luke Voigt. He showed up for once after a rough couple of games to start up. Um, but yeah, three to two victory all in all, lots of strikeouts on the Yankees end. not great. Lots of, um, home runner, nothing type of scenarios where they couldn't drive in that runner, um, you know, from second or third. And a lot of times we had to rely on that solo home run later to come. 
that. I don't want to get back into that October habit. Hopefully this is something the Yankees can fix. But again, that's where we're going to segue into my next little uh, concern here about this offense. But real quick, before we talk about that, we're going to head to break. And as soon as we get back, um, you know, we'll talk about this Yankee offense and my take on it. All right. Be right back. Hey guys, really quick, I just want to remind you, if you haven't yet, please go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect and subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the blog, and follow me on social media. That's all you got to do. Just go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. All right, let's get back to the show. So, um, you know, I think my big thing here with this offense is we know what they are, right? We know that this Yankees team likes to hit the home run. We know that the Yankees will work you to get on base. They will put together great at-bats. But my big gripe here is that they remain the same offense that they've been really since 2009, after 2009, where they rely a little too much on that home run. Now, last season, in the regular season, the Yankees did improve there. You know, they started hitting the ball at a much higher clip than usual. I think they were top three in batting average. They had the same OBP, which is always high, but their batting average started getting higher because it wasn't just walks and homers last year. In the regular season, it was singles, doubles, and triples as well added in there. Um, but, you know, come October last post last season, come October – they kind of reverted back to their norm because they have a lineup that has so much power hitting guys that it's inevitable. You know, it's inevitable that they're going to strike out a lot. And that's hard to change unless you start dropping guys from the roster, but we won't even get there because we're trapped with some certain players. <clears throat> but um, it, it's interesting. You know, it's going to work in the regular season. Don't get me wrong. They're going to have a great regular season. Knock on some fucking wood, but. I just worry about it. I worry about this whole home runner strikeout philosophy. You know, we can change it up in the regular season to become a better hitting club, but I just feel like it always comes down to October. And the Yankees have so many guys who strike out at a high clip. You know, they have Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, Voigt in one lineup. Those guys have tremendous power. They do. But they also have tremendous flaws when it comes to striking out. And I do believe I am one... I am one to believe that strikeouts still matter. You know, I am one to believe that hitting the ball at a high clip still matters. You know, um, call me a, you know, whatever, baseball traditionalist, an old school guy, but I don't care. I, I still believe that you need to be able to make contact, to drive runners in, to be able to piece together those hits, um, you know, and not just wait for that big long ball. I still believe that baseball is a game where you need to be able to piece it together. And my concern with the Yankees is that they just, it's going for, again, it's not really a concern for the regular season. So I don't know why I'm bringing it up now, I guess, because we just kind of witnessed certain games like that, but it's going to annoy me. I can already tell you that as the season goes on, if we continue to show marginal, if not any improvement, in that area, it's going to be frustrating to watch. You know, I just hope we can get more DJ LeMayu type of hitters, more Gio Urshela type of guys. Hopefully those two can repeat what they did last season, you know, or even give us 70% of that, I'd take it. 
Um, and we can get Glaber Torres taking that next step up because he's a guy who I also think can be that complete all around contact type of guy. Um, you know, if he continues to improve and, um, keeps focusing in, uh, but yeah, there's a little bit of concern there with, with the amount of power heavy strikeout prone guys are that are on this roster. Um, now as for the pitching staff, I do have some concerns here. Um, you know, it's, it's. Trust me, Garrett Cole, getting him, tremendous, huge. I'm so happy we have the best pitcher in baseball, um, and I, I can't wait to see him pitch for this team going forward. That said, he can't pitch every he can't pitch every day, right? He's only every five days, every four or five days. So we have to we have to hope that we get you know with this rotation, especially now that Luis Severino was not here, you know he would have at least brought in hope that he could have been that second ace, that number two. But now he's hurt. Now we don't have we don't I don't think we really truly have a number two, right? Tanaka always steps it up when it matters in the postseason, so I'm not worried about him. But I feel like a lot of pressure is going to be on James Paxton um to be that number two this season. You know, from from now to the end of October. Um, you know, I don't think that's gonna come from Hap. I think at this point in Jay Hap's career, he's a number five. Um, but a lot of people look at Paxton like he's supposed to be this number two. And personally, I've never bought into the big time hype when it comes to Paxton. Now, I do have respect for him. He he pitched well in the playoffs last season. But, you know, for him to for this Yankee rotation to really thrive, they need that one two punch from from now to the end of the postseason. You know, they need what the Houston Astros had in Cole and Verlander. They need what the Nationals had in um, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. You know, they need those couple of guys to really be elite. Not just one elite and then a bunch of, you know, three, four, or five type of pitchers. They need two top-end guys. And somebody, I feel like somebody really needs to step up and be that top-end guy right alongside Cole, if not just underneath him this season, in order for the Yankees to have true long-term success here in 2020. Um, So, you know, it wasn't a good encouraging start for James Paxson. You know, if he wants to be that guy, he's going to have to redeem himself and pitch better this week. But all in all, guys, it, you know, I don't want to end this on a negative. I, I feel like we just complained for 20 minutes, so I apologize for that. But I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say, and I'm just, I'm excited. I, I still am excited. I do have concerns, but I still am excited. I think the potential is here for this team to be special. They just have to do a lot right, and they just have to stay healthy, of course. And if we can stay healthy, if we can figure out a way to play under control and remain consistent with our bats. And if we can step up with our pitching, you know, I think we'll be fine, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't expect this to be different, you know, in terms of the regular season, I still think the Yankees will be a top team. Um, you know, uh, and especially with the 16th playoff team format, you know, there's nothing to worry about in terms of making the playoffs. Um, but I, I do think the Yankees will be fine, you know, in the regular season. I just, you know, I'm always thinking ahead. I'm always thinking ahead. I can never be comfortable in the present. I don't know why. I'm that guy who's always thinking of October. I'm always thinking ahead. And I, it's, I'm that, I'm that guy. I'm that type of fan. Unfortunately, it sucks. I want to be able to live in the moment, but I'm always thinking ahead. How can I, how can this team improve? How can they do this and that? But, um, <laughs> 
again, two out of three. If we're going to stay in the moment, good, solid start to the season. We took two out of three. Paxson, not good, but um, everybody else looked pretty decent. Lasagna and the pen did good today. Game one, Cole looked magnificent. Um, pitching a complete game. The bats struggled, but they did enough to where they got by against a very, very, very tough pitching Washington Nationals team. Um, so the Yanks take down the champs in two out of three games. They look pretty sharp. Um, and so that's pretty much that. You know, those are my thoughts on this. Hopefully Giancarlo Stanton can have a big season. Has looked good. Did strike out three times today. But overall, he looked pretty good. He looks much more comfortable. We'll see how that ends up going. Does it continue? I don't know. But um, he looks sharp. Judge looks like he's... Judge, you know, hopefully he can get it going again. I think he had a couple of hitless nights after that game one. But um, Torres looks like he's he's woken up. Luke Voigt finally got something to go today. Hopefully Gary Sanchez can be next because, Lord, he needs to do something. Um, man, he sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a good solid opening series, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, now let's get to our NYY, NYK question of the day. And, uh, yeah, let's get to that, and then we'll wrap this one up. So last time out, uh, oh, let's go, let's uh, let me bring it up real quick. All right. All right. Yeah. So last time out in episode one forty two, we asked you, um, DJ Lemayu led the Yankees in batting average last season. Who was the second in batting average last season? Who was second in batting average last season for the Yankees? Who placed second? It was Gio Urshela. It was Gio Urshela with a three fourteen batting average last year to place second on the Yankees. Um, that was our question of the day last time out. Our question of the day tonight is, okay, uh, let's see if I got on my notes. Okay, last Yankees starting pitcher to win a Cy Young Award. Who was it? Who was the last Yankee to win a Cy Young Award? So uh, message me, comment, you know, let me know the answer on any one of my platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it, guys. That's all we've got for episode 143. Um, I do appreciate you guys stopping by. Once again, the Yankees defeat the Nationals. Um, two out of three games, scored four runs, two runs, and then three runs, which gives them a total of five, six, seven, eight, nine runs for the series. Um, and the, the pitching looked pretty good, obviously, outside of game two. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you did, please give it a like, subscribe, comment, share, all that fun stuff, download it. And yeah, thank you so much, guys. This is your host, Rob Carbone, uh, with episode 143 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees in Knicks analysis. I will see you in episode 144, where we dive into the Yankees-Phillies series that's to come. So, guys, thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. All right, ciao.